This is such a, a fun season of the year. It's my favorite holiday. I got to be honest with you, I almost wanted to uh, have some harsh words with the uh, management at Home Depot. Because I went in there right before uh, Halloween, and they already, had, they already had ruined my Thanksgiving holiday with all the Christmas stuff up, right? <clears throat> it seems like this one's kind of stuck in a spot that there's a pace that runs uh, towards Christmas, and we can miss this one. It's very important. Uh, back in 1991, Beth and I were dating at the time, um, and I was invited to come to Thanksgiving at Beth's mom and dad's house. And so we went, and... And it got to that um, it got to that time of um, of uh, prior to dinner where you go around the table. Some of you might do this too, and you just say the things you're thankful for, you know. And it's and my heart was racing, you guys, like just like pounding out of my chest, and I started to sweat. It was it was pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> and I was listening to everyone's uh, trying to listen to what everyone was saying that they were thankful for, but their lips were moving. I was hearing nothing. And it got to me, and I said a couple things that I was thankful for, and then I pushed my chair back, and I got down on my knee. And I told Beth, I would be most thankful if you would agree to be my wife. And I pulled out a ring. Thank you, ladies. (laughs) feel pretty good. And I know what all the guys are thinking. Bro, bro. See, because here's what I didn't think about. Um, my favorite holiday could be my least favorite holiday. <laughs> you guys are like, no pressure, man, right? Like, that would have been a lonely walk back to the airport while everyone else was having mashed potatoes and stuffing, right? Uh, but we've had such an amazing uh, life together, and it's just been awesome, and, and I'm glad I don't eat burgers and Twitch at Thanksgiving <laughs> because of a bad memory at Thanksgiving. It's actually an awesome day. And I always thought it was cool that we have a, a, a celebration here in our country where we pause to be thankful, and and it's a wonderful way for us to reflect on our blessings and to thank the Lord and others for, for uh, what they've done for us. Um, but we would have to agree that living thankful definitely needs to be more than just one day out of the course of a calendar year, right? We should, as Christ followers, just live thankful. That's what we should do. And yet at the same time, it's so easy for us to focus on our troubles and our worries and the challenges of life, isn't it? And when we do that, we lose somehow the connection to and our capacity to live with gratitude. And I know I can't be the only one that typically tends to focus way more on what I don't have than what I do have. And we we need to live uh, grateful. We need to be reminded to live thankfully with gratitude. And so that's why this week, and I've been praying about this one, that it would be a challenge for me, but also for you. So our main thought this weekend is this, live thankful, live thankful. And we've been talking a lot about soul care this year. So you've got to see this. There's lots of research that has been done on on how uh, living with gratitude and being thankful impacts our own lives personally. And so this is what the researchers have told us. Giving thanks regularly has been shown to improve sleep. Anybody need that? I need that one. Uh, Lower your blood pressure. Saying thank you can promote joy and happiness and reduce stress. It also can improve and strengthen our relationships with one another, and it even contributes to a better work environment. And we know these things because we also know how it feels when someone expresses their thanks towards us. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yet we, we struggle. We struggle often, and I think we might say thank you occasionally, but I don't think we say thanks regularly enough. 
So it should be no surprise then that practicing thanksgiving is also something that the Lord commands us to do. He knows how good it is for us and how much impact it can have on others. However, we live in this, uh, this crazy world and sin and our self-absorbed lives have a tendency to cause us to forget what God has done. <clears throat> and then oftentimes our pride tends to trick us into thinking that the good things in our lives are brought about by our own effort and our own abilities rather than them truly being gifts from God. So we like to focus on, um, we like the focus to be on ourselves rather than our focus to be on a God who provides. My friends, listen. There's a completely different way to live. And this is the way God challenges us to live. You see, for those of us that have chosen to navigate our lives around the gospel, these gospel-centered people think and do life differently. And that's us. You see, a gospel-centered person is quick to remember who God is and all that he has done for us. Gospel-centered people are fully aware that apart from him, man, we are in desperate, desperate trouble. We need his grace, his mercy, his redemptive work, and his forgiveness in our lives. You see, a gospel-centered person is quick to give God the thanks and the praise for all that he is and all that he has done. And a gospel-centered person works to cultivate a perspective of gratitude so that no matter the circumstances, they're able to give God thanks. So you see, Thanksgiving shouldn't just be a day, should it? Rather, it should be an adjective that's describing you. Just thankful person. They're thankful. I don't know what's so different about them. They just live with a sense of gratitude for all that life is. And so our, our thought is a, an important one as we head to Thanksgiving. I wanna challenge you and I'm challenging myself too to just live thankful, to live thankful. And I love that our Bible acknowledges and recognizes the complexity of life while at the same time challenging us uh, to live a life of gratitude. Our Bibles have a lot to say about this. For example, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 118, 24, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. All right, that's really good. I think that has the potential to change your life. And this is how that would work. When you wake up on Monday morning, instead of looking at the clock and going, oh, I gotta get out of bed. And I gotta get ready and then I'm gonna go to work. And when I get to work, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna give me work, <laughs> right? Instead, what if, what if you changed the way your day started and you woke up with a little pep in your step and you said, this is the day the Lord has made and I am gonna have joy about it and I'm gonna be excited about this day and I'm gonna watch God at work today. You think that would change the perspective of your day? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Try it tomorrow and see what happens. In 1 Chronicles 16, 34, it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Philippians 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Look at this last sentence. Tell God what you need. We're good at that, aren't we? Well, look at the second part of the sentence and thank him for all he has done. James put it this way in James 1:17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. 
So you see, when we read the word of God, when we understand the gospel, you see it's inviting us rather to turn our, instead of turning our successes into pride and our failures into shame, to focus on God, the giver of every good gift. And we need to know how to do this better. This needs to be way more than a holiday, friends. It needs to be a way of life. And fortunately, when we, when we look at this, we're like, oh man, Doug, I need help with this one, right? So do I. I need help with this too. And fortunately, we have this beautiful psalm that I want to look at today that becomes an instruction manual for us to living with gratitude. And if you have your Bibles or you have your smartphones or your devices with you, turn to Psalm 103. It's a psalm of David, and I want you to see how he kicks it off. It's almost like he's challenging himself to step up here, and his challenge, my prayer, will become our challenge together. David starts off this amazing psalm, Psalm 103, this way. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Well, that would be another great challenge for us to begin our days with. Man, let everything about me praise the Lord. David is speaking to himself. And I'm just, when I read this this week, I'm like, that's just good self-talk. He's coaching himself up here and we need this. We need to be reminded like he needed to be reminded to be thankful And as we're going to see here in a minute, this psalm goes on to extensively detail from David's perspective all the reasons that we have to be thankful to our God. But David knew he needed a little help. He needed a little jump start. He needed a little oomph to get over the hump of of, of getting to that place where he could live with thanksgiving and gratitude. Because we all have learned, just like David had did, that giving thanks may not be as easy as it sounds. Because it's easy for us to get our focus in other places. But today, what I want you to know is with a little bit of discipline, with a little bit of intentionality, you see, we're going to be at a place where we're going to understand a little bit more what it looks like for us to have this kind of perspective. So we're going to look at this psalm, and we're going to crank it up a couple of notches, and we're going to have our thoughts be transformed, and we're going to develop a heart of gratitude. Because starting today, we're going to live thankful. Our focus and our thoughts, they matter, don't they? It's amazing to watch how psychology has developed an understanding of the power of our thoughts. Most scriptures talk about this all the time. So for just a minute, I would like to talk to those of you that are feeling really overwhelmed with life. And I know some of your stories, clearly I don't know them all. For those of you that are here and worshiping online, there's a lot of stories, aren't there? There's a lot of reasons that we could be overwhelmed. There's a lot of reasons why your hearts could be heavy. There's a lot of reasons why it might be more difficult than it is for some to stay focused and and to live grateful for what we do have, to be thankful for our incredible God and to be thankful for all that he's done for us. And so for those that would find yourself in that spot today, Psalm 103 is for you. David's challenge to himself is a challenge to me and it's a challenge to you. And if we'll follow his lead, we can do this differently Because our thoughts impact our outlook, and our outlook impacts our emotions, and our emotions impact every aspect of our lives and our relationships. So we need to pray about this, and we need to ask for help, and we need to practice. It's not just one day a year. Rather, this becomes a completely different way of thinking. So if you're finding yourself struggling to shake yourself out of negativity, Psalm 103 is for you. So before we go any further, let me ask you this question. When was the last time you said thanks? When was the last time that you said thanks to the Lord? 
When was the last time that you said thanks to someone that did something, went above and beyond just a little bit, or even just because of their consistency and their faithfulness? has been a blessing in your life. For those of you that are married, when's the last time you said thank you to your spouse? When's the last time that you, that you were in a place where you, where you said thank you, students that are here, when's the last time you said thank you to your parents? When's the last time you said thank you to a teacher, to a boss, to a coworker, to an employee? So this psalm is for us because it is so, so important that we would be in a place where we are understanding this challenge. So your first assignment, and I'm gonna give you three. I know, you're like, listen, you're off. You're off this week. You get some days off, you can have an assignment. Your first assignment is simple. Just ask God for help. Ask God to help you be thankful. We need his help to do this. You see, it starts by making a decision to be thankful and then also by asking God to help. And then look what he does. This will lead us to our second assignment. Look at, look at this again, the, the tail part of verse two that we were just re- re- reading. He's, he says, let, let all that I am praise the Lord. And then listen to what he says here. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. <laughs> wonder why he says that. Can I guess? Because we forget. It's too easy to forget. It's become so common that we forget all that God has done for us. So we need to be reminded. When we do this, we seem, uh, when, we, when we forget, you see, we ignore all that God has done. So your next assignment is to make a list. I mean, for real. Double dog dare you. You get your phone, you get a piece of paper, you get your journal, whatever it takes, and you write down a list of the ways and the things that God has done for you. Make it a Thanksgiving list. Some of you do this regularly. It'd be good for all of us to do this regularly. Some of you are thinking, boy, Doug, I wouldn't even know where to start. You start with the things that God has done because that's what David did. In Psalm 103, in this beautiful psalm that we've been reading, he starts now to detail all of the ways that God has been good to him. And they're the same <clears throat> in terms of the way that God has been good to us. So I just want to read it to you. And we t- we've been talking a lot at Plum Creek about this, uh, monastic, um, this mona- monastic practice of Lectio Divina where you just allow scriptures to be read over you and listen for the voice of God to prompt you as you're reading. If you've not heard me talk about that before, get the app Lectio Divina, or Lectio 365. Okay, ready? Just allow the Lord to speak to you today. Starting in one, uh, chapter 103, verse three. All the things that God does. He forgives all of my sins and he heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from death and he crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. That's for somebody today. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins. This is for somebody as far as from us, as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. 
For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we've never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever. With those who fear him, his salvation extends. This is for the grandparents. Listen, to the children's children. Of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments, the Lord has made the heavens his throne, and from there he rules over everything. I'm like, David, drop the whatever you were writing with, right? (laughs) That's just good stuff there. David's got a focus that's different than so many of us. So if you're struggling and you're trying to figure out where to get started in your list of things to be thankful for, listen, start in David's list of what God does in Psalm 103. And this list I needed to be reminded of, you need to be reminded of. He forgives and he heals and he redeems and he crowns me and he fills my life. He renews my youth, he gives, he reveals, he is compassionate, he is merciful, he is slow to get angry, he is filled with unfailing love. He doesn't accuse, he doesn't stay angry, he doesn't punish, he doesn't treat us harshly. His love is unfailing. He rem- moves our sins. He is like a father. He is tender. He is compassionate. He knows our weaknesses. His love remains forever. His salvation extends to our grandchildren and he rules over everything. Wow. Do we have a lot to be thankful for? Yes, we do. That is an incredible, incredible God. You see, there's danger, friends, in forgetting. And that's why we make a list. And that's why you're going to do this this week, because together we're going to choose to live thankful. And you can start with David's list and then add a bunch of your own as well. So the psalm starts with a praise and it ends with a praise. And I want you to see the inclusivity of this, that together we make a beautiful orchestra or a beautiful choir of thanksgiving to our God. In Psalm 103, 20, he says this. He even includes in this challenge, he includes the angels in this. Look at this. David's stepping it up and he's like, okay, angels, you're not off the hook on this one either. Look at verse 20. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. And now he's gonna loop us into, praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom. Let all, David makes it personal again, let all that I am praise the Lord. That includes you. That includes me. Together we become this choir of praise to our God that he so deserves. You see, this is not supposed to just be a holiday. It's an adjective that should describe you and should describe me. Live thankful. Sometimes we forget the power of our words. We forget how much of a difference being thankful can make in the lives of those around us. In 2020, there was a fifth grader. Her name was Emerson, and this was reported by the NPR. Em decided that she was gonna write a thank you card to her mailman, whose name just happened to be Doug. And she liked to write letters. And one day when she was putting her letters in the mailbox, she thought, you know what? I should probably thank Doug for picking up the mail. 
because he helps, he helps me get these notes that I'm writing to be delivered to the people that I, that I am caring about. So she wrote a note to Doug and thought that was kind of the end of it, hoping to be an encouragement to him. The next day, she got a package in the mail from Doug. But not just from Doug, but also from the postmaster of that local area, just saying how touched they were by her outreach and how much it meant to them that she would take the time to write that letter. And what's interesting is it didn't stop there. The next day, she got another note from the post office that said, we've gotten permission to publish your, thank, your note of thanks in the e-newsletter that goes out to all of the people that work for the Postal Service. Ha! Who would have thought? The next thing that started happening was little M started getting notes from people that were part of the mail service all over the country. Isn't that amazing? All of a sudden, these letters came from postal service workers who'd been touched and encouraged by her letter. They came from postmasters, and they started being very, very personal and even vulnerable about how often they had been overlooked. That maybe for the first time in a long time, they had a sense of being seen. And they talked about working long hours alone in rural post offices, and some of them doing their jobs far away from families. And this is what Emerson said about this experience. This isn't a story she said about a little girl writing a letter. This is a story of challenge to everyone to remember, we can all write a letter. You know, this is a story about how we all can take a a step of showing gratitude and showing love. See, the challenge is real. Look at me. Live thankful. Live thankful. So your, your assignment is this. Ask God for help. And that's so important. You ask him to help you be reminded of all that he has done. And then this is what I want you to ask him. Ask, ask for his help to know who else you should say thank you to. Because God knows what's going on in other people's lives, in their minds, and in their hearts. And I'm going to pray too that God will, will help us as we ask for help to know who we should be thankful to. And then we're gonna make a list of all that God has done. And we're gonna be reminded of his goodness to us by taking that Thanksgiving challenge to make a list of all the things that he's done for us. And then here's the other one, you ready? Here it goes. Uh, Before I do that, will you just raise your hand for a second? Raise your hand up in the air, everybody. Raise your hand up in the air. And spread your fingers really far apart because I want you to see five. Now look around the room. And I want you to think about how each of the fingers that are up in this room and in our last room and for all of you that are at home too represents one way that you're gonna be thankful this week. Okay, put them down. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to in person thank someone this week. In person, before Thanksgiving. I want you to see, feel, know, follow the lead of God. There's gonna be someone with your own words and in in person you're gonna say, say thanks to for something they've done. The second thing I want you to do is to call somebody. I want you to pick up your phone and I want you to dial the number of somebody and Lordo's gonna put it on your heart and with your words on the phone, you're gonna thank them for something. You're gonna express your gratitude. The third thing I want you to do is write a text and I want you to send that text to somebody just to say, hey, just simply wanted to say thank you to you. And then I want you to compose an email and send it to somebody else. We're gonna do this all. And then the fifth one, you're gonna go old school. And you're going to pick up a pen and a note card. 
and you're gonna write a thank you note to somebody. Can you imagine the impact, Plum Creek, that we can have together if we will do this? Raise your hand up again. Spread those fingers wide. Look it, that's thousands. We're gonna change the valley, guys. And I know what God is gonna do. He is going to have you reach out to somebody who so desperately needs to hear a word of thanks from somebody. All right, put your hand down. If you say with me that you're gonna do that, just raise your hand back up again. Come on, I'm trusting you. All right, don't lie to me. You don't lie to the preacher, do you? That's just bad juju right there. You don't wanna do that. So together we're gonna do those five things and we're gonna make a difference. God's gonna use us, isn't he? Be powerful. Stand to your feet and bow your heads. Lord, we need your help. Man, if we get so caught up in the stuff that we're dealing with that, that we need to be reminded today of what it looks like to be an encouragement to the people around us. So will you help us to do that starting today? First of all, to be thankful to you for all that you've done. And then, Lord, I pray you would send out this Plum Creek army on a mission of gratitude and that we would take this serious when we see some Thanksgiving decorations or when we're in the grocery store shopping or we see something on TV that reminds us of the season that we're living in. When we see the star above the rock this week, would you just somehow bring us back to this moment where we raised our hand and committed to the fivefold challenge of expressing thanks to people? And Lord, will you just lead us to the people that need to hear it most? God, I pray you'd help us to change this valley together as students thank their teachers and we reach out to say thank you to bosses and neighbors and coworkers and people that we know need a word of encouragement. But Lord, will you also help us this week to keep our eyes on you, to be thankful like David did, to go back to Psalm 103 I pray for those that are here that are discouraged and carrying heavy anxiety and their shoulders are heavy and they're weighed down, that this would be a week of relief from that as we choose to live thankful. Lord, help your church to be on a mission from you this week, to do what you've told us to do, to see how that changes our minds and our hearts and our lives and our relationships, but also, Lord, an opportunity to make a difference to make a difference for you. We love you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray together.